Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you, wherever you are, and welcome to the 4Play podcast for episode 3 of season number 3. My name is David, and I will be joined today as usual by my fabulous co-hosts and music brothers, Alan, Darren and Mark. If you're not familiar with the setup of these shows, we pick a theme for each one, and then we choose four songs or albums related to that theme. And in today's show, we're going to be selecting some of our favourite album artwork. In case you're wondering about hearing the songs, unfortunately we don't get to play them on here. But what we do is to create a Spotify playlist and the link for that is included in our show notes and also on our four play Facebook. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. No music today. No, no music today. There's no music. No. Okay, guys, so we're going to kick this one off, and it's going to be an interesting one for a podcast, which is all audio, because we're going to be talking about our favourite album covers, the artwork. So not quite sure how that's going to work. We're going to have to uh, describe it briefly, at least, for the benefit of those that don't know it. Yeah. Um, let me do some hellos. Darren, good to see you, my friend. We're out for a gift yeah. next week. Looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, we are. Yeah, we're off to see... Um... The ex-Manson singer, Paul Draper, aren't we? So, in a nice sort of intimate venue in Exeter, so that'll be fun. Looking forward to that one. Um, and I'm looking forward to this tonight, actually. It's going to be, I think, I believe this is the first podcast we've done which isn't about music in some way and more about yeah. the artwork and yeah. the design. So, if we can get through it in, whoa, oh, I was going to say an hour. But don't jinx it, don't jinx it. So, we can't. We, what we can't do is name any of the songs. No, don't think I need to. No, I don't I think we can. need to name any of the songs. No, we don't. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless there's a relevant, unless there's a relevance to to the cover to the artwork. Yeah, well, of exactly. course. I mean, the title could be yeah, one of the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll okay. No, it's going to be a fun one. I think. Looking forward to it. Thank you, David. Okay. And those dulcet tones are Mr. Jones. How are you doing, Alan? I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, have we started recording? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we just... Oh. just, just Wayne to see in case in say something wrong. Yeah, you just got that in casually. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> Been uh, spending a lot of my retired time watching the television just at the moment. Uh, okay. Keeping up to date with things, which is... Uh, is this Probably news? Not good for the soul news or days? Anyway. No. Is this because you're Are watching you the news? Work, yeah. oh. oh, I'm watching work. Yeah, big time. Yeah, thought you might be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And Mark Hollywood, how are you, my good friend? I'm very well, my good friend. Um, thanks for having me. I'm I'm looking forward to this. I'm not very good at describing things, and I think um, at least yeah, two of my choices. I've never actually listened to the full album. So <laughs> this was actually me looking through um, a thousand best album covers. And right. going, oh, yeah, yeah, I like that one. Oh, I really <laughs> like that one. I want that one. Uh, yeah. So um, desperately trying to do a bit of research on, on, on all of them. But I would say <clears throat> at this juncture, uh, the most innovative uh, were the 70s. Um, because they're probably all off their heads and something. Yes. But uh, yeah, yeah, great stuff. Prog rock, especially, and and, and uh, uh, hard rock and metal were just um, right on the button. 
they, they probably sold the albums based on the, the album cover themselves. So I'm really looking forward to this and describing it to you because <laughs> I am useless at this. Charades, <laughs> give us a clue. No way. <laughs> I think uh, Mr. Turner might have a few of those prog rock ones up his sleeve for us. Oh, we'll bet. wait and see. We'll wait and see. Anyone? I'll I bet. think Dave, okay. Dave's going to have them. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you categorically, I have not got any prog rock. Ah, oh, see, even I might have one today. We'll wait and see. <laughs> no, okay. Who wants to lead off? Mark. No, <laughs> I'm still I'm still gathering my breath from uh, making the dinner. Can uh, I go first today? No, yeah, good man. All right, all right, I'll let you off, Mark. It's all right. So I've got my first album cover. Uh, this photograph, legendary photograph, was actually taken on my birthday, three years before I was born. So the eighth of August, nineteen sixty-nine. I'm that old. Um, it's absolutely iconic. Um, I'll show you guys now, and I've gone for Abbey Road by the Beatles. Um, it's that famous cover with four Beatles across the crossing outside the Abbey Road studios, looking down the road. Uh, is it towards? Is it St John's Road? I've just made that up. I'm not sure. It's St John's yeah, area. It's, it's, it's John's Wood. Yeah, John's Wood area, Wood. isn't it? Yep. And you've got the trees on either side. You've got a businessman in his suit just standing by a black cab or a police car, actually looking. Um, but the interesting thing is, I don't know if you guys have probably heard this before, how many Beatles actually are there in the picture? Five. Five. <laughs> there we go. Who wants to explain that one away for me? Oh, it's the VW Beetle, isn't it? That's, yeah. Um, the white VW on the side. Which apparently belonged to a lady that lived in the flat where it was parked, parked up on the pavement, and it belonged to her. Um, it's been called one of the laziest LP covers of all time because they were just in the studios um, and decided, oh, we need an album cover. What should right. we do? Um, and they just decided to go outside, have a little look, stroll across the road. Took them 10 minutes. They only had 10 minutes, actually. The photographer said we've only got 10 minutes. Um, the reason, there's been a lot of rumours. Paul McCartney, I don't know if you see out there, is barefooted. Um, he's been asked many times why he was in bare feet. And he said, well, it was a really hot day. I was in the studio and I couldn't be bothered to put my shoes and socks on. <laughs> and there's all sorts of theories. It's a ball, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's all sorts of religious connotations and people saying, oh, it's a funeral parade and that's why they're in white suits and black suits and so on and so forth. But apparently it's what they were wearing on the day. So there you go. That's all there is to it. And McCartney had seven or eight photos to look through with a magnifying glass and decided... That's the one. We're going to go for it. So there Brilliant. you go. I've Abbey Road, designed by Kosh. Um, and it's the only original UK Beatles album sleeve that has neither the artist's name or the album title on the front cover. Ah, did not know that. Yeah. And as I'll explain to you later, there's another one that people don't think has. All right. So there you go. So let's move on from there. That's my first one, guys. Thank you. Just a quick yeah, question, Darren. So just a quick yeah. question. Was there also some sort of the, those theories and rumours about what, which which of the white and black um, crossings they were standing on? I think there was also speculation around that, what that meant, whether it was symbolising something. Yeah, I think people have read so much into that this <laughs> cover. Just because, I guess it's the simplicity. Because it's yeah. so simple, people have got to think, yeah. oh, there's got to be some meaning, there's got to be something behind it. And yeah. perhaps there is, and perhaps we'll never know. 
Oh, and actually, I've just remembered something else. The Beatle, that number plate, just after the album was released, the number plates off the Beatle was stolen. Oh. And they've never been recovered, as far as I can find out. <laughs> so, somebody's sitting on an absolute gold mine there. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I wonder what happened to the car. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Probably scrapped, like most cars. I don't know. But, yeah, somebody's got that. Cool. Yeah, the, the, it's, it's easily my favourite Beatles album. I think I've I've said that before, um, yeah. and it's been ripped off a few times by other bands heading uh, right to left. Yeah. Uh, for the life of me, I can't remember. I think it's in my one thousand cover albums of all did, time. Did the Chili Peppers not do it? The Chili did Peppers did it. Peppers yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, there was a band in the seventies did it as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, I think they were kind of like, uh, you know, like a soul funk band. Right. Oh, uh, that right. Yeah. It was New York City Soulful Road. Right. Okay. So if, you, if you look that up, that's them walking over the same stretch. Oh, of course, nice. the Red Hot Chili Peppers did it bollock naked, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was After a really I, hot day, apparently. It was a really hot day. Yeah. <laughs> it, it took the, more than the shoes off and the socks off. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, New York City Soulful Road. Uh, that was nineteen seventy-three, I think. Nice. Seventy-three. Okay. Yeah, there you go. But it wasn't until I was looking up some more details on it, I realised it was shot on my birthday. So. Oh, there you go. Actually, yeah. Kismet. Meant to be, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Thank you, oh. Darren. Thank you. Do we to go next? Be me then, I expect. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my this album was released on the fifteenth of April, nineteen seventy-eight. It's got um, some red carnations on the cover, uh, and uh, the carnations are on top of a coffin lid. And uh, in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the carnation display uh, is a plaque. And around the edges of the sleeve, uh, you can see some, well, they look like animal tails, but I know them to be rat's tails. And the plaque reads, um, it's a, an actual proper uh, bronze plaque, uh, which was done, you know, you know for, the, for the actual photo shoot. And it says, the Stranglers, no more heroes. And uh, it's a pretty... Mm. I'd say iconic, uh, I suppose at the time, punk. Uh, it's their second album uh, that came out after Rattus Norvegicus. Um, so it's got a great front cover there. And uh, on the back, you've also got uh, the members of the band, and they're kind of like in a, like a, how did you, would you describe that? Sort of like a day glow type. Yeah. Uh, effect to them and um, for me it's just become iconic um, whenever I think of I think of the Stranglers now I probably think of you know no more heroes and uh, this is um, one of their only albums where the Stranglers is not written in their italics um, the Stranglers logo is in lowercase in italics uh, but this particular album, 
Um, it's not. It's the only one that doesn't appear um, in that format. Um, what does appear on all their albums is a little rap logo. You're probably going to see that. You see that on all their albums. And uh, again, some synonymous, you know, with the band because the first album was called Rattus No Vegicus. But I think that's yeah. a really striking cover. And um, whenever I see it in the shops, you, do, you don't see it on vinyl, uh, apart from you know, secondhand shops. You, know, you see the CD uh, and that. But whenever I look at that, I think, wow, that is a, a striking cover. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah. That's my first favourite. Great. It's got a really nice... Alan's holding it up so we can see it at home. Oh, we can see it here. And it's got a really striking sort of 3D look to it, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it has. Even over Zoom, you can get that three-dimensional view. It's really nice. Yeah. So, um, and we've got, I've got an American copy of it here. Um, it's got a little bit of a... This is a chroma, I think. Um, it's got a sticker warning about it. Right. And um, you can see here on the, this is that this is one which was re-released a couple of years ago. Um, you can see that the picture's just not as great. Not no, as not good. Doesn't have the perspective, yeah. does it? Does just doesn't have the the definition of the original. So no. really clever picture. I don't know who took it, uh, but yeah, love it. And um, I've actually got a, a t-shirt on the way just at the moment. With that design on, I've never had that. So that's my first choice, The Stranglers, No More Heroes. Cool. Nice cover. Off to a good start. Yeah. So last week, I started off with a jazz classic. I've got another jazz classic. Um, I didn't realise since I picked it up, I've got a different cover original, but the original cover, this is John Coltrane and Blue Train is the name yeah, of the album. Excellent. This is the third time this album has come up in our yeah. various incarnations. Yeah. Brilliant. Because uh, it was on your 100 choice, wasn't it? It was indeed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, this is this is a great one for me. Um, there's a lot going on in the picture. Um, again, a bit like yours, Darren. There's yeah. a, lot, a lot of speculation about what's happening. You know, so for the benefit of the the listeners it's got a picture of john coltrane it's in uh it's sort of very very blue with shadows so kind of a bit picasso-ish in terms of the shading that he's used on it um and the sort of enigma is that you have a picture there of john coltrane and he's hold, he's holding something into his mouth um with his hand but you can't actually see what's in there uh what he's holding and that speculation has <coughs> possibilities i mean if that was a picture today you'd say well he's obviously vaping but it's not it's not that it's uh, um, it, it could be chewing a pencil the speculation that he's injecting heroin under his tongue but i can't imagine that anyone who was playing uh wind or playing an instrument wind instrument could could do that <coughs> and and still play prop the more likely the more likely thing that he's doing is what, what the uh, saxophone players they have to choose reeds yeah. To, to play and um apparently the sort of a lot of people would actually go through several of the reeds in a box to try and find the right one so that's probably what's happening on there um yeah. for me it's just great it catches a mood you can imagine yourself in in a bit of a 
club downstairs. Mark, last week you were saying you were you were in a club where you had to go downstairs and it was dark and everything. So this is kind of the same mood it would uh, it would conjure up for me. Uh, great one. I, I love the pictures or photographs that you have where you're not sure quite what's going on. So it's always open to interpretation like good artwork. On what's the bat like, Dave? I was going to say that looks almost like the back cover, doesn't it? Well, yeah. it's, it's because that the picture I was showing you was the original. This, this my my oh. version. I've got a slightly different version. Oh, one on there. Yeah. But the picture I was showing so you was the original. I'm sure I got that upstairs. Um, Is that in the wrong. 200 collection there? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Nice. It looks nice really one, yeah. All right, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sort of reminds me of a bit like the... Um, the effect of um, the Donald Fagan's first album, the Nightfly. Nightfly. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in fact, like yeah. catches a mood. Yeah. Jazz. Jazz. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> I okay. suck that blow. <laughs> right, Mark's finishing off his research. How you getting on? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> good to go. No pressure at all. No. Um, right, so my first choice was um, pretty much a no-brainer. Didn't have to think about it at all. No research. Because I'd say in, in the um, not-so-extensive collection that I have, compared to Alan and, and, and uh, David, uh, this, this and album... Darren. Came, and Darren. Yeah, apologies, Darren. <laughs> um, this came out in May 1975. It was the ninth studio album. The guy's been mentioned a few times, a bit of a legend. And uh, what can I say about it? Um, the pop artist Alan Aldridge designed the cover. And what he did was he used a, a Renaissance painting called The Garden of Earthly Delights by Hieronymus Bosch oh, yeah. as a your Bosch dishwasher uh, for images uh, to draw, draw things in. On the front is this man riding a piano like a horse rodeo style and there are all sorts of faces around it for me it's very kind of alice through the looking glass alice in wonderland that kind of thing lots of landscapes bizarre visuals um psychedelic but it it really brings out uh the, the child and the man at the time the album is uh, Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy. Um, Captain Fantastic being Elton John, the Brown Dirt Cowboy being Bernie Taupin. And on the flip side of it, on the back side, uh, there are lovely sketches of, of the two, particularly Taupin, because, well, it's Taupin on the back end of it and uh, Elton John on the front side of it. Great album. I've, I've mentioned this before. Um, my, my favourite on this, well, my two favourites are the, um, the 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 title track, uh, Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy. That starts off Say Dave, song one. And one of the others is Someone Saved My Life Tonight. Various interpretations of this song. One being that uh, he, I think he was having some, some kind of relationship with his landlady. And uh, someone kind of saved him from it, <laughs> got him out of it. And he also realized that he, you know, he, he was 
bisexual gay and they, they took him out of this dreadful relationship and um, sorted him out. Um, probably one of the most powerful songs you'll ever, you'll ever listen to. Uh, Topin used to write the lyrics and Elton would put the, the music to it. What a partnership. What a great album. Uh, when we kicked all this off about what, two and a half years ago, uh, and we went through my top 100. This was uh, probably in my first 10 purchases, simply because of the uh, the album cover. And this is what gave us the idea of having a a podcast on album covers, because this one, this one gripped me, really did. I'll never tire. I always find something different when I look at when I look at it. So for all ye folk out there who have never come across it, Google it. And um, if you if you've got a turntable and you haven't got it, please do buy it. Yeah. It's not quite the perfect album like our last episode, but it's got some great tracks in there. Yeah, it's one of Elton's most collectible. Um, there was a version that he did for I don't know how he released it. I think it was just like a mail order. 2000 um, were done, were signed, 2000 signed, and they're in brown vinyl. Mm-hmm. I think it's 2000, or I've got obviously I've got a figure of 850 in my head. Yeah. Well, I think probably the lesser number, but yeah, if, you, if you've got one of those, you've got quite a collector's piece wow. in brown vinyl. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember you telling me about this one, Mark, probably on that same podcast you, you mentioned, and I bought it that evening. Did I you? It that evening. Yeah, I've got a copy now, and the artwork, yeah, the cover is stunning. It's, it's one of those where there's so much you can look at, isn't there? You keep looking at it and enjoying it every time you take it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yep. Yeah. All right, yep, moving on to you, Dad. Back to me already. See, we are. We're flying through this, aren't we? Oh, yeah. So, we're doing well. So I've gone for um, the cover art for this LP was conceived when the lead singer and the drummer were at home watching a programme on water births, randomly. Um, so you'll soon get this one, I'm sure. But it features um, a chap called, well, a baby called Spencer Eldon, who's now 30 years old. Um, you might know that name from <laughs> the news yeah. programmes last year. But this is, of course, I've gone for Nevermind by Nirvana. So it was Kurt Cobain and Dave Grohl that were watching the water birth program. And it shows the baby um, swimming towards a US dollar bill on a fish hook, which apparently is considered symbolic of what was wrong then with American society and how a baby can't resist chasing the American dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Aspiring to have money or fame, fortune, whatever it may be. Apparently, they originally found some stock photos they wanted to use of underwater births, and they were told uh, the record company said they're too graphic, so they had to go back to a drawing board and find something else. And a stock house wanted $7,500 a year for use of their photos. So instead, what they did, the art director, Robert Fisher, the art director for Geffen, sent a photographer to a swimming pool and said, just go and photograph some babies. (laughs) You wouldn't get away with that these days, would you? No. and Spencer Eldon was there. Spencer Eldon was there with his mum or his dad, whoever it may have been. And they took a photo of him completely naked swimming towards the dollar. And obviously there was a big court case last year, I think it was, 
after Spencer Eldon kind of dining out for 30 years or 20 years, whatever it's been, uh, he's posed for n- numerous photographs on anniversaries of the record and things like that. Um, and then suddenly said it's causing him serious mental health issues. <laughs> so it was thrown out of court, I believe. I think that's all done and dusted now. Um, they originally, they were going to send it out. Well, it was sent out as it is with the penis showing. Um, and the record company originally said they wanted to send out a sticker covering the penis reading, if you're offended by this, you must be a closet paedophile. <laughs> that never happened, fortunately. Dear old dear. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I think there was a, yeah quite a lot of controversy before it was released. Um, just a weird thing, I guess we can talk a little bit about back covers if necessary. <coughs> on the back cover, it's not on my copy, but on the back cover of the original pressing, there's apparently slabs of beef and pieces of vagina... But if you <laughs> from and this is weird, it gets even weirder. It's from Cobain's personal photographic collection. So I don't know why he collected those sort of things. But that's not the weirdest thing. Kurt Cobain said, if you look very, very closely, standing on top of a slab of beef, you can see the band Kiss. Oh. And if I... you look, you need a mic, you need a magnifying glass. But if you look really, really closely, you can see. Gene Simmons and his friends standing on a slab of beef. There you go. Okay. That's never mind by Nirvana for you. That's my <laughs> next iconic album cover. You know, uh, what what can you say? This is this is iconic. It's it's like tubular bells. Yeah. You know, uh, Dark Side of the Moon. You look at it, you you instantly know who the band is. Oh. And, uh, and and on the you know the title of the album as well. Yeah, uh, I I could never get into Nirvana. Um, I, I I did listen to you know the Unplugged, which is which is incredible. This album also reminds me of well one of my favorite bands uh, um, album covers, Led Zeppelin, Houses of the Holy, which yeah. was very controversial as well. It involved yeah. two young kids, um, I think brother and sister, I think, <coughs> climbing uh, naked up the giant's causeway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember buying the album for the first time and thinking, "What the hell is this? Why hasn't this been banned?" Yeah, uh, that in itself could have been um, in mm-hmm. the in the top four or five. And it's it's interesting having researched all of these album covers, how much nudity comes in, but uh, how completely unaccept well unacceptable it is now. There are boundaries, aren't there? Probably- they're red lines. boundaries now, absolutely. I mean, uh, House of the Holy came out in, I think it was 70, oh, geez, oh, it would have been 73. Right. And, uh, and and I think part of it that got me when I bought the album was they were climbing up the causeway, which yeah. was obviously what I was familiar with. Um, but, yeah, good choice. And I'd say if you chose um, best album covers of all time, this would probably be in the top 30. Every time, wouldn't it? Yeah, you'd have thought so. Yeah. Yeah. If not um, best, certainly most iconic. But, yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. So no, I was just going to say there's a, just a sinister element to it, which takes away sometimes if you're if you're critical, it takes away from the music. Like when I think about um, songs and houses. 
like the rain song and the song remains the same, do your maker, blah, 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 mm. and the ocean. Great, great tracks. Uh, but there was so much controversy. And I think that's why bands did it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to, to get shock factor. The shock factor and the sale. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Weirdly, but, I had that on my shortlist, Houses of the Holy, as well. It was almost one of my choices. Yeah. Well, I've got, I do have, I'm not going to spoil it, but I do have a Led Zeppelin one in, in the top four. What a yeah. bloody surprise. <laughs> Brilliant. Excellent. Cool. Excellent. I think that must be I you. Then speak. Um, yep. Yeah, so I suppose, guys, we'll all admit then to, at some stage, maybe buying a record because we like the cover. Yeah. 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 Definitely absolutely. Guilty. Guilty. You know, totally, yeah. you look in, you think, oh, that looks interesting. Um, you know, you you might have, you, you may have, may well have bought the album just on the cover uh, without knowing what the, what it sounded like. Yeah. Maybe from time to time. Uh, well, interestingly, my next choice talks about, it's exactly on that particular point. Uh, this was um, originally released in, uh, in October 78. Another one from 78, and this was by some very clever uh, designers uh, at the time. Uh, uh, the name Hypnosis, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, they did stuff for Floyd. They I'm did. pretty sure they did. Yeah, a lot of yeah. Um, rock ones. They, they, did, they did Houses of the Holy. Oh, they did, they? Okay. Yep. So, yep. so this, um, I'll read, I'm going to, this, this, this record cover is very plain. It's not fancy at all. Um, it's, um, I'm just going to read what it says on the cover. It says, this is a record cover. This writing is the design upon the record cover. The design is to help sell the record. We hope to draw your attention to it and encourage you to pick it up. When you have done that, maybe you'll be persuaded to listen to the music. In this case, it's XTC's go-to album and so it goes on then we want you to uh then we want <laughs> then we want you to buy the record more like then we want you to buy it the, the idea being that the more that you buy the record the more money virgin records the manager ian reed <laughs> and xtc themselves will make and uh, and so yeah. it goes on Oh, wow, look at that. Yeah, it's basically an essay um, describing how <laughs> record sleeves are used to, to, to encourage buyers. Yeah. And it's very, very clever. And it's not just on the front. It's also on the back. This is the back of the record cover, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Brilliant. Uh, not just that. It carries on. <laughs> Must be a gatefold. It's not. It's oh. a free album that it's a free album that came with it. Okay. But on the um, on the back of the on, on the so there's a poster. For those watching in black and white. On the back of the cover there's <laughs> it's, it's sort of Oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's glasses of round about there, then. <laughs> oh. Round about there, you start Show's losing over. the um, the type. Right. So what they've cleverly done is uh, 
carried on the rest of the album on the on the poster. Uh, the writing on the poster. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, a, a fantastic idea. Yeah. And they continued it on the, the you know, the, the cassette version at the time when it came out. <laughs> and also when, you know, when the CD came out as well, you know, quite a few years later, they carried on the same thing. Very, very clever. And um, obviously this didn't, XTC, you know, by then were quite famous in other countries and it didn't really work. In foreign uh, countries, no. people couldn't pick it up. They, yeah. Maybe a lot of people didn't read it, couldn't understand English. Yeah. But, um, so for the French, and I haven't got the uh, the actual French version, but the French version basically has a picture of the band, of two okay. members' bands on the front and two on the back. <laughs> it's those pictures. Right. Um, but yeah, I think this is really clever. Um, what they're doing is having a dig at the record business and um, and how it all comes together. Uh, if you get a second, check it out. It goes through everything, you know. Yeah, because it doesn't say there's no XTC clearly on the front, is there? It's just part no. of the text. There's, yeah. there's nothing. Um, or you see it about the, if you if you bothered to read the four or five, yeah, then you get XTC. Right. Um, XTC, I thought it was very clever at the time. It came out with a free album <laughs> of, uh, of remixes, uh, which is again uh, at that time of you know remixes uh, for a for a punk new wave band in 1978 was was pretty cool. I also like the the little map inside because <laughs> this band's from Swindon. XTC, if you don't know. Oh, it's got all these different. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. So, so yeah. Professor Honda. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's got um, there's a there's a there's a one of the things is one of the symbols is a um, it's got like a golf uh, golf hole with a one next to it, right. and uh, the 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 actual key for that is place of virginity loss, <laughs> hole in one. <laughs> yeah, so XTC. Go to brilliant. Uh, 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 I've never seen that cover before, and I really like it. Yeah, me too. It's yeah, never been re released, it's never been re released on vinyl since the original. Oh, wow! But, uh, although, actually, I think there might have been a version just a couple of years later. And did your man out of 10cc sign that one? <laughs> uh, That's an old joke. That's an old joke. Yeah. When your man from 10cc came into Golders Green, was it? Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to do that one again tonight, No, Mark. no, I'm saying the next TC yeah. album. Fair play, though, for keeping <laughs> a straight face. But, uh, That's and, and it's a fantastic record to boot. I, I, you know, I, I was saying last week about uh, having outtakes. Uh, we, we should really have some visual outtakes, because you knocking your glasses <laughs> off of that album. <laughs> What have it in there? <laughs> All of a sudden, you didn't look intelligent. <laughs> oh my God! Thickest mints. Put them back on. Helen, that's good. I, that's better. I remember, <laughs> I remember buying that right, one from Virgin. No, I've, I've only got. So I remember buying that in uh, Virgin Mecca store at Tottenham Road back in the day. Yeah. But I've only got one thing to say to you about XTC. I think I would have gone with English Settlement. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. But I, this 
for the what the purpose of oh, yeah, what yeah. we're talking about today. This is ideal, I thought. But I mean, you could you could pick three or four XDC covers. Um, XD settlement you, you you said as well, which has got the cover of just got the picture the white, of the um, white horse, white horse yeah. in Uffington, and um, also Black Sea, very cleverly oh, done. The way that they've done it, so they've got XTC, but it's in the shape of a, a seagull, a ship's mast, and the sea is part of the moon. Brilliant the way they've done it. Very clever. Okay. Thank you. Right. That's um, a good choice. I'd like to think that for my four, if you're walking around an art gallery, you, you, you could get to see them in the different sections. And for this one, if you went to the uh, modern section, um, you, you'd probably find it in there as two, two lots of triptiches. Is that how you pronounce it? Triptych. So it is uh, Lemon Jelly's Lost Horizons. So if you oh, let's have a look. So if you if you if you it's when you buy it and you buy it off the shelf, you just see one picture on it, which is a uh, picture yeah. of um, sort of English English fields. It's all in not primary colours, but very bright colours. You've got a picture of the sea in the background. You've got the Sort of the, the fields are divided by trees and hedgerows. Uh, then you go to a middle one and then the, the, the sort of the back of the sleeve and you've got a picture there and you start to see a village or a town on one, one edge of it. But then as you go to the third part, then you actually... And so everything's all bright, or bright colours to begin with. But then when you go to the third part, you've actually got a oh. picture of just all very dull grey, what a city would look like. Um, uh, yeah, I like that. That's clever. And then if you go yeah. to the inside cover, you have the night view. So you've got oh, the different views good. on there as you very go good. through, okay. which is all very clever on there. But when you actually look at it closely, they go really close and you like the pictures of the hedges. It's not actually hedges. It's computer designed. They're just spikes. So it's, uh, it's impressionism rather than actual yeah. realistic. But Darren, for me, when I see this picture, it reminds me when you're up on the moors and you look back down through to Tor Bay and you can yeah. you can see the blue sea through there. Yeah, um, yeah, I, exactly. I mean, I've always been impressed. I, I just love English countryside when you've got all your individual fields. So it just captures that whole sense of it. Um, the artwork was actually done by one of the duo who make up Lemon Jelly. So there's a couple of guys. Um, uh, and uh, this is Fred Deakin. So he did it through his own production company where they produce these things um, using 3D model modeling called uh, Maya Software on there. So look, this is great. If I, I can just stare and look at this, it's fantastic. And it's um, really clever, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very pretty. I don't did they know do if... the same? You got the CD there, haven't you? Was it the same design on the vinyl? A... I couldn't afford try... the vinyl, so I don't know. Right. Uh, wonder if it is. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, but one of those sort of trifold things. Um, yeah. Also, it does remind me a little bit, if anyone who's read any um, Arthur C. Clarke, Rendezvous with Rama. Um, oh, that is that is so weird because, well, I had to go back to um, Houses of the Holy, but that was inspired by 
the novel Childhood's End oh, by okay. Arthur C. Clarke. Oh, ah. crikey. Yeah. Uh, Rendezvous Rama is this, uh, is this huge um, spacecraft which is coming close to Earth and a big cylinder. Uh, and I think it's like three kilometres along or something, or wide. And when you have a couple of the astronauts go up there to investigate and they arrive inside, um, a lot of it looks like this. It, it's all made up of individual little fields. It's all checkerboard view of the world. So, um, again, evokes memories, so which is good. Um, so that's my, th my second one. I think thus far, that's my favourite. It really is. Thank you. Thank you. Look, it's, it's all good. It's all good stuff. Um, they've all got it's plenty all of merit. So why don't you give us something of merit now? All right. No pressure. Uh, okay. This uh, came out in 1995 uh, out of, I think, second year university. And um, big hits off. It's included uh, Bullet with Butterfly Wings, Tonight, Tonight. Oh, it's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've excited someone. Uh, the, yeah. the the artwork and the, the design was by a guy called John Craig, native to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And um, he was a collage artist. And he was always doing things with animal smoking pipes, celestial bodies with faces, uh, wayward children walking, eerie dreamscapes. And uh, the... It's, it's, it's basically the reason why I, I, I picked this one out as a surefire second. Uh, I only sent Dave, David on two was because when I came out in 95, I remember getting it in CD. I just constantly staring up in the front cover thinking this is this is beautiful. It's uh, it's very Renaissance like. And in fact, uh, the the front cover is a collage made from two paintings. Uh, one is called The Souvenir by Jean-Baptiste Gros, and the rest of the body of the angel was taken by Raphael's portrait of St. Catherine of Alexandria. And, and to kind of describe it, it's it's a it's an angel, um, her everything down to her torso is on, well, she's covered, but she, um, you can't, it's, she's coming out of a star, <laughs> essentially, that's kind of floating through space. Um, and um, yeah, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness is the name of the album. And it, some folks say that she looks melancholic. Other people say that she's looking post-orgasm. <laughs> um, you've got all of these planets in the background. And if you if you open up the, the inside covers as well, it's it's equally impressive. It, for, for me, slightly touches on um, Queen's last album, when, when Freddie was alive, uh, released in 91, Innuendo, the, the artwork is very, very similar. But I didn't want to be too predictable. And, uh, yeah, this is why this one goes in and in, in, in as the second choice. Excellent. See, I might be wrong, but I think Alan's looking a bit confused because we haven't mentioned yet, but it's by the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, sorry, it's the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> Apologies. Or something like that. Melancholy uh, and the Infinite Sadness. Melancholy Seven. and the Infinite Sadness by the Smashing Pumpkins. Pardon? Is it is the cover blue? It is, yeah. Uh, and she's she's coming out of, of like a, a gold thing. A gold like. star, yeah. 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 And and right. the there's a deluxe edition as well that has just everything going on. It's very 
I don't know how I would describe it. Um, there's, uh, it's it's almost like, you know, like the H.G. Wells view of the world. Does that make any sense? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, there's there's just <laughs> yeah. a, there's an element of that. Um, but yeah, that goes that goes in as, as my number two, and it it does slightly remind me of um, innuendos um, by a guy called Granville. Not not your man out of open all hours, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> I didn't want to put a Queen album in the top four, uh, but. If you if 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 the um the listener is interested enough, uh, innuendo would be my favorite artwork on a Queen album. Oh, cool. yeah, I like it. I, I, I always I think it also conjures up a lot of memories, doesn't it? Just by looking at it. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, really good. And they're they're an acquired taste, like the, the Smashing Pumpkins, aren't they? They're just yeah, possibly. I think their early stuff was amazing. Mm. Um, I'm lucky enough to see them actually in Shepherd's Bush Empire back in the day. That yeah. was a that was a gig. Really mm-hmm. enjoyed that one. But, oh, David showed us the cover that. There you go. Yeah, and, that's... And, and, and it's it's an album as well that has got shitloads of tracks. It's, it's like twenty eight twenty eight songs. Yeah, yeah. Sure it was a double LP. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a triple LP. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two 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 um, CDs. And that's I, I bought it as a, a double CD. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Nice one. Hey, that's a little bit of class there. That's good. Darren, back to you. Okay. Well, this is a really, really quick one because there's not much to describe. But I've gone for this not as this one, not because it's one of my favourites, but because it's so iconic. Um, there's not many albums. Correct me if I'm wrong, but can you name any albums that are known by a different name? To their actual album title, little Ooh. quiz for you. A different name, but the actual album title. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's not, not. There's an album title, but it's not known by that name. Or oh, was it like Led Zeppelin Four, but yeah. it's only Led Zeppelin? Zozo. Led Zeppelin. Even yeah. more so. Right, let me let me explain if there's um, yeah, no guesses. On. Oh, this was the ninth studio album by this band. Their only double album, it features a completely plain white sleeve. Now you got it, right? Oh, it's the white album. Yeah, Yay. but is it called the white album, Mark? There's my question. <laughs> so I knew it as a white album for oh, years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chris. But its actual name is The Beatles, but commonly known as the white album. Um, and it is a plain white sleeve, plain white back, plain white inner. Uh, it came with a poster, which was black and white. Um, no graphics, no text, other than the band's name embossed. So even that was white. It was just embossed from the um, from card. Um, yep. The, the rumours for this really is because they just released Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, which was psychedelic and powerful and imagery. And, you know, there was so much on that one. Um, and they already had a psychedelic type cover designed for... The Beatles or the White Album as we know it now, and they decided not to. They decided it was well, it was a gamble because it wouldn't catch the eye in record shops. A little bit like um, XTC, Alan, a minute ago. Yeah. There was no track listing on it. The Beatles went on there, so there, there's arguments. Did they do that um, because it was 
simple, laid back and relaxed? Did they think, were they sort of in that big-headed stage almost, where they thought, well, we're the Beatles, it's going to sell anywhere. See our name on there. Uh, or did they just want to do something different, our brightness of Sergeant Club? So <laughs> that's it. It's just a plain white yeah. cover, but everybody knows it. And they're all numbered, aren't they? The original run were all numbered up to, I think, yeah. over 100,000. They all were individually numbered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't got, I haven't got an original, but I bought a copy probably 20 years ago, and it's numbered one to a 1,000. But it's really hard. When I try to research it, it's really hard to find anything about it. Oh, uh, right. It's hand-numbered. It's not an original. I think that there was rumours like the first 10 you know, went to the band and then the mm. next 10 went to people in, right. in the music industry and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, you know, even like if you've got a low number, even say you've got, I don't know, 999 or that's worth a lot of money. Yeah. 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 The low numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Tens of thousands, aren't they? Yeah. Great. That's what's it. your favorite, what's your favorite uh, track on it? Um, well, I'm a big fan of Dear Prudence, personally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Great song. There's a lot of tracks on it as well, aren't there? That's the other thing. Totally. Being a double album, I'm sure there's 20, 30 tracks on that one. Yeah, I love Glass Onion. And, and things. And... I love uh, Glass Onion and uh, Bungalow Bill. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember serving a guy, this is back in uh, my days in Dundee, in the Taybridge Bar, and if he's listening, <laughs> I'll be pretty surprised. Uh, Bungalow Bill used to come in and he would drink um, a glass, as we would say, or a half pint, as you would say, down south of uh, <laughs> of, of ale, Bellhaven, 80 shilling, and uh, an old Pulteney whiskey. And he would come in with his wife every Sunday into the lounge. And I, I always thought it was very, very offensive to call him Bungalow Bill because, you know, he had, he had <laughs> nothing upstairs. Um, but he he, he he rather he rather enjoyed the, the nickname Bungalow Bill, and uh, maybe he was actually Bungalow Bill because he didn't get it until <laughs> he was called Bungalow Bill. So uh, big shout out to Bungalow Bill, the man oh. himself. Yeah, hi Bungalow. <laughs> Just call him Bill. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, Darren. Thank hey. you. Thank you. On to Alan. Here we go. Right. Uh, my next album is actually the cover is almost completely white, apart from some things on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, this came out in June 1980. Um, uh, it was about, I think it was released about a month after the, the lead singer unfortunately took his own life. Um, but um, yeah, the, the band is Joy Division. Mm. And it's just, a, as I say, a plain white cover, but it's got um, quite a striking picture yeah. and uh, on a black and white picture of um, which looks like a, a, a tomb. And it, it is actually a tomb. Yeah. And, uh, and it's actually somebody's tomb. Uh, I'm going to have to read this because um, I can't remember all the, all the facts, but it's actually um, the Appiani family tomb as seen in the monumental cemetery of Stagliano, Stagliano in Italy 
and uh, it's actually was sculptured by um, a guy called Demetrio Panernio in 1910. And, um, I, you know, this must have been quite a rich, rich family to have something like that done for your tomb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the, the album is by Joy Division, uh, Closer. And it's quite, I suppose, fitting for the, the, the kind of um, the music uh, which is contained therein, and also um, I'm sure it, all this was designed, you know, before Ian Curtis uh, died. Um, but it, it's quite fitting um, with the kind of mood in the in the music industry at that time. Ian Curtis was seen as um, a great performer, songwriter. Um, who knows what he would might have gone on to to do? Unfortunately, yeah. the poor lad was troubled, and um, uh, and it wasn't to be. But yeah, this this uh, yeah, and, uh, probably seen in a lot of record stores, and people are thinking, "What's close? What's closer?" What's closer mean? <laughs> um, you know, they don't bother to look in the back and and see that's Joy Division. I think if you if you know your, your music, your new wave, uh, that sort of time, you know, you know the cover. I've shown you guys before. Um, I've actually got a big poster of this. Yeah, uh, I had up in my living room for quite a number yeah. of years. You made me very jealous with that one. Yeah, um, and um, yeah, original. The original vinyl copies which this is uh, when you hold it up to the light it's red um uh, again quite collectible do you know it looks it looks quite um renaissance again or yeah. Uh, yeah. you know goya goya yeah you know the, the crucifixion yeah. it looks very like that uh almost biblical oh it's yeah does. it's like um it's almost like this 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 lady is She's almost like holding maybe a flag, and there's a, 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 a somebody lying down could be Christ, but I don't, I don't know. Um, and then there's almost like a weeping lady, or maybe a daughter or something. Yeah. There, spread out. It's yeah. An hours looking at this. I suppose one day you'd like to go and see the original, but I think it's a little bit. Uh, yeah, maybe um, you know to go to somebody's. Grave, just like yeah. a bubble. Yeah. Probably, uh, but, um, yeah, but a striking cover. Fine choice. Sets the, the music therein. Um, it's been quite a number of uh, variations. Uh, just last year, they brought out um, um, an anniversary uh, anniversary copy and decided to do it in red vinyl. You wouldn't know apart from the lettering on the back is right. And the, when it was originally when it originally came out, yeah. Uh, See, can I have a just look, Sorry, can I have a look at it again, just one more time? For the cover. Yeah, please. We've got a, maybe a better definition. Um, I don't know if it was um, uh, Manchester Arts Gallery had, had um, a thing a few years ago. They brought mm. out. Yeah, that's nice. They brought yeah. out white vinyl. Um, yeah. That's that's very so, impressive. My cousin Susan, Susan uh, Leach, who, who's a, a big, uh, a fantastic artist herself. Yeah. 
he kindly went and got that for me. Can you see it, Mark? I can now, yes. Black and white. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, 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 I don't know why, but it, it does, does look very, very biblical. And, well, it is. It's obviously, um, the, uh, in Italy, I guess it's, I guess it's, um, uh, Catholic tomb. Yeah. Uh, a sepulcher. Family tomb. Yeah. But a simple picture, but. I'll, I'll, I'll oh, teach you your, I'll yeah. teach you your catechisms, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's funny that I was watching uh, the first episode of, uh, Peaky Blinders series six, episode one, and because I'm getting old, I, I put the subtitles on sometimes because it's really difficult to make them out because they mumble, right? Yeah. And but what it also does is it gives... All right, yeah. All right, mate. I'm going to shoot you all right. Apologies to anyone listening from, yeah, from yeah. the Midlands. From the Midlands, the Black, the black Country. Uh, so anyway, I was watching that. It was the part where... Um, Tommy Shelby, uh, he, he basically had this uh, vision or, or he, he was foretold that he would, you know, take his own life. Of course, it goes back to Ian Curtis and mm. it's more than a tenuous link. Um, he, he walks out into the field where there's a black horse and uh, he, he puts a gun to his head and it's Joy Division as he's walking out. Oh. And I just thought that was uh, that was a kind of uh, homage to to Ian Curtis, in a way, uh, or maybe it was me just adding two and two and getting five. But the fact Joy Division was playing no, and knowing the background to the lead singer, that's not coincidence, is it? It's not coincidence. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was almost it was like a, a doff in the cap to um, someone who was who was. Um, Take and take it before his time, sadly. But um, yeah. there you go. Oh, that's great choice. Yeah, I, mean, I think I've said before that they're one of my favourite bands, one of mm -hmm. my favourite albums of all time, probably, and it is absolutely stunning. I've got that on a t-shirt somewhere upstairs. I have to dig that one out, but yeah, brilliant choice. I on my shortlist, I had unknown pleasures as well. Yeah, you know, the um, yeah. Um, that, again, the, the, the waves. The... Yeah, the waves. Here's it's, a uh... version of it. So, sorry, I'm just showing a yeah. picture of Seth's forearm. It's it's got a tattoo. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Oh wow. Yeah, that's another one I nearly went with. I think it's that factory. You must thing. really love that album. It was yeah, his, it was yeah. his first tattoo. He wanted something, something. I still wanted to make a statement, and uh, yeah. So good for him. On there. Yeah, fair play. Factory Records, I think, in general, most of their covers were striking. Yeah. Peter Savile, yeah. I believe. Well, put it. Peter Savile, wasn't it? Did a lot of the art. Yeah, I think it was Peter yeah. Savile designed. Um, of course, Tony Wilson behind Tony him, Wilson, yeah. yeah. The Hacienda. Yeah, yeah. Good days. Okay, let's keep it moving. We're falling behind a little bit on our. Oh, apologies. That's no, no, it's good. No, it's it's all good conversation. So my one, uh, my third choice, uh, the artist Burton Silverman. We've mentioned him before. We've mentioned this album in uh, in one of our previous pods. In 1970, he was paid uh, one thousand five hundred dollars for three paintings uh, to be used potentially for some artwork. Um, 
he agreed to it. He produced the artwork, handed it over. He was given his $1,500 and that seemed to be the end of it. What he didn't know was that the artwork then became an iconic piece. It's one we've talked about before, so it's, it is a prog rock. It's Aqualung by Jethro Tull. Oh, brilliant. So for, it's just for people who are not familiar with this cover, looks like a picture of a, a, a homeless man, a hobo type person who's um, got a big old coat. He's got messy hair. He's hunched over a little bit and you're not sure if it's because he's feeling cold or he's looking around for someone. And there's a few albums, which I think like Van Halen, there's others where uh, the artwork from an album then becomes the logo for that band. And yeah. for Jethro Tull, that would be their one that they have on there. Uh, there have been lots of stories subsequently about this guy, Burton Silverman, uh, when he found out that the album had sold so many million copies, seven million and, and rising of, of the album, he certainly felt like he was owed more money and he tried to talk to a record company, tried to talk to Ian Anderson, tried to get somewhere. Um, Silverman's sons got involved to try and get it. Nothing's come about because basically the lawyer said, well, there was no written contract. You know, the handshake doesn't count for anything under law. So you've had oh. the money and that's that's the end of it. But no, great album cover. It, it evokes one of these things. You're never too sure what you're going to see. Well, so you, you look at it and you think, what is going on on there? Um, and I suppose what it does compared with a lot of other album covers, it stands out. And that, that, that's something which all of the ones we've talked about today, they stand out from the, the crowd. Yeah. Superb. Good choice. I've always thought that he's been, a, I, he's always looked a bit shifty to me and as though he's hiding something in the coat. And... Oh, yeah. Well, well, I always thought it was Ian Anderson. Uh, people have said that. Yeah. But Ian Anderson doesn't look quite like that. He's yeah. taller and thinner. And of course, Ian Anderson Thera, had a, he's got a therapy. Yeah, Ian Anderson had a connection with someone, the head of the company that three of us used to work for. Oh, oh. but well, Voldemort, yeah. that company will remain nameless. Yeah, yeah, they. <laughs> um, I think it was the salmon farming they used to work. They used to. Okay. Uh, connected with. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's my one, Mark. You're going to close off round three. Round three, okay, this is another kind of um, off of a tangent. Um, Smashing Pumpkins, we, we've never really brought into conversation. We, we, we definitely haven't mentioned this band before. Uh, this album came out in 1985. Um, they're a US band, San Francisco-based, I believe, or West Coast anyway. It was their third album. And uh, even, even their name's kind of offensive as well. <laughs> Um, but uh, the the front cover depicts uh, a Shriners parade or Shriners parade. So Shriners International are, are are commonly known as the Shriners, and they they were formerly known as the Ancient Arab Order of the Nobles of the Mystic Shrine, uh, or or to abbreviate that, the A O N M S. <laughs> it's quite catchy. Um, a Masonic society established in eighteen seventy. Uh, and their HQ is in Tampa, Tampa uh, in Florida. So the, the front cover is is um, crazy weird. 
it's um, all these guys, usually big guys, um, el- more more elderly, um, uh, driving miniature cars, wearing distinctive red fez hats in these cars, and they're in a, in a kind of motorcade. And the the actual Shriners who were in the photograph sued this band. The band is uh, the Dead Kennedys, and they tried to sue them in 1986. Um, it was originally published by Newsweek, the photo, and um, the album's called Frankenchrist. And uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I, when I saw it, I loved it. I think it's it's an absolute piss take out of this weirdness. Uh, you know, you can, you can uh, I have Masonic members in the extended family. Um, it's a noble cause for, for people. It's um, whatever t- tickles your fancy. Uh, but these guys are the Shriners. Look them up. They look like they have a lot of fun. And if they're driving around in little miniature cars wearing fezes, I, I'd be keen to join that club too, to be honest with you. And if you could see that, uh, guys, I've just found That's it. And the, the, the album itself is, is kind of like psychedelic punk. It's um, hard to describe, oh, no. but really, I wasn't sure what the music was like. Yeah, they, yeah they... I, I, I was a big fan of the Dead Kennedys when their first singles came out, and uh, then their first album, Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables. Yep, in itself is a very good cover. Um, yeah, um, then then they went a little bit too too far for me, but yeah, but I. I, I Dead Kennedys, I, I love playing them. Yeah. That. And they're, they're the, singles. Yeah, they're they're um I would say psychedelic punk or nice. they're definitely they're definitely alternative. Yeah. And uh, the the album cover itself, uh for, for those of us uh those of the listeners less uh you know you, obviously you can't see it, the album, yeah. but uh, just Google <laughs> uh, Dead Kennedys Frankenchrist. And uh, it'll come up, and you'll probably know why I like it so much. And you can check I'd it love out. to go to the parade. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Isn't it a bit like a load of uh, Tommy Coopers? It's a load of Tommy Coopers and miniature cars driving about, looking very serious nice. as well. Very serious. They they obviously take it um, <laughs> very much to heart, and, and the fact that they sued the band yeah. says it all. They're probably very posh. So they yeah, and and, and, they, and and they all probably voted Trump. And if they're listening now, I'm probably on their hit list right now. So, yeah. Okay. Um, you're the first person in to mention the Dead Kennedys on the podcast, so you get a bonus point for that. <laughs> nice one. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the first person to get a death threat from yeah. someone in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> but, there you go. Darren. Powerful, of course. You can you can start off the last lap. Right, we're nearly there, aren't we? Okay, so I've gone for one that um, I think Mr. Turner here will approve of, hopefully. I think it's um, from a particular era of this band that he does approve of. Yes. We know he doesn't approve of all of their um, eras, but there we go. <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, <laughs> you're right. So uh, I've gone for an album called Nursery Crime by Genesis. Oh, I was going to um, choose that. Oh, there you go. There you go. Great minds. Uh, it was yeah. the first one to feature, we're not talking about the music, but it was the first album to feature Steve Hackett and Phil Collins, I believe. Uh, it caused a lot of controversy when it hit the shops. 
Uh, it has a Victorian theme, um, designed by designed and illustrated by Paul Whitehead, who designed a couple of their other albums, I believe Trespass and Foxtrot. Um, this is the cover. So at first glance, it looks harmless until you realise the nurse swinging the croquet bat has got severed heads all around her. Yeah. Um, this continues to the back cover as well. And there's more severed heads scattered all around the croquet lawn. Uh, so you can probably see the controversy it caused back in whenever it was. Uh, David, you probably know, early 70s. 72, 73. Yeah, 72, something like that. Um the, the the cover was actually, it depicts characters and scenes from the song The Musical Box, which is on the LP, or certainly the way that Paul Whitehead imagined the characters would be. Um, he actually said, so I've got a quote from him. He said, one of the tracks I certainly heard was The Musical Box. It was from there that I came up with the idea of using an Alice in Wonderland style theme, which it does look like. It's got that kind of fantasy look. Um, it fitted in with the old England lyrical approach, the problem was the band wanted it to look like an old painting. So what he did then to make it look older, varnished the canvas with old honey, and he said that did the trick. Um, the band, first of all, said, oh, that's not supposed to be the colour of it. And then they said, actually, we really like it. Yeah. So they went with it. Uh, David, you can probably tell me more about this cover than I've got. But that's, well, for me, I've, I've listened to it once or twice, but the cover is striking. Yeah, like I, it's one of my favourite albums of theirs and musical Oh, box you mentioned one of my favorite tracks of theirs but what i love about yeah. this is the more you look at it the more you see you, yeah. you 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 take a first look at it and you think okay i know what this is about there's a girl going a bit wild with a croquet mallet but then you look at it and you see more and more and then you flip it over and you see and you think god how many heads are there on here <laughs> what, what's yeah. this all about I mean, you, look at, you look at this guy this is on the back cover standing over by the house and he's looking down with his croquet bat but he's looking at a severed head yeah. <laughs> and that's just tucked away on the back of the um, the back of yeah, it. That's my perfect sort it's of album cover. Okay, but I think, but a cro is it not? Is it a mallet? Sorry, it's probably a mallet, isn't yeah. it? Croquet stick. Yeah. Just, for, croquet just stick in case it? there are any croquet listeners. Yeah, you could be right. Croquet listener in Azerbaijan. Alan, you yeah. played croquet, haven't you? Have, uh, um, Haythrop. No golf. I played when I went there. You could do both. Just uh, one you can do afterwards. Uh, and I think the time of the year it was right. the lawns weren't they weren't impressive enough for me. <laughs> Sorry, well, um, that manor house, that manor house on the cover is actually Coxhill, where um, Peter Gabriel grew up. Oh, so oh that's right. okay. What the manor house is based on? Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's, it looks very it's, again. It's very similar to uh, my favourite Genesis album, um, the Truck of the Tail. Oh yeah, okay. this cartoon. Yeah. Going on there, weird, weird stuff. But I think it obviously with the trick of the tale, there's definitely the um, going through each of the album type, each song. of the song types. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, great. They're great covers. Great yeah, covers. they are. If you, you ever find, know, sorry. No, no, I was just, I was just going to say that the, 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 the likes of Pink Floyd and um, uh, Genesis came up with such innovative. Uh, album covers, yeah. and I've, you know, I went through. I went through so the, the other, have you heard of the band Little Feet? Yeah, F E A T, yeah. and and, and with, even like the Cat Stevens. Yeah. I was looking through his albums as well. Some fantastic covers. They obviously 
didn't just focus on the music, but they thought, right, we, we, we've got to sell the vinyl. We've got to sell, you know, it's the visual aspect of it. It was almost like a precursor for MTV. But don't forget yeah. that gentle, but no, but it, I think it, the, the genesis with a small G is actually from the fact that a lot of these people came, they were classically trained, but a lot of them came through mm -hmm. art schools, art colleges. Art school. So they of actually course, brought yeah. that knowledge um, yeah. with them. Yeah. Yeah. Both then, if they're talking, if they're talking about the music they played, you know, they could sight read, they could play more than one instrument. That was great. Though they had mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the 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 other side where then it would be sort of the, the physical media, the paintings and and the drawings yeah. and everything that goes with it. So, um, but they were they were completely onto something though because they they knew that in order to grab the attention of the of the listener or the of the consumer. Yeah, just like MTV did from the early eighties, they had to they had to reach out to something, and they did you it. Have so to remember, in those days, the only way you'd see a cover was by either going into the record shop or going flicking through. Yeah, uh, Enemy, the music papers, Enemy sounds, uh, Record Mirror, uh, yeah, and then not in night. You couldn't certainly couldn't Google it. <laughs> no. Um, you could doodle and, it, did you say? You couldn't doodle it. <laughs> no, doodle it, yeah. Um, you know, so in those days, the only way you could... Or your friend would say, look at this. I've yeah. just bought this. And that's how you would see it. A lot of albums. Yeah, yeah. First time, first covers. First time you'd see it. And, um, yeah. But, and let's not forget, also, when we're talking about the early 70s, um, a lot of the bands would late sixties, even early seventies. A lot of the bands would have been going to the same same venues. So the UFO Club, which is where Pink Floyd, I think, were almost in residence, and um, but they had lots of other people who would come along and they would see them playing. Then sort of early yeah. days of the Marquee in Soho. Um, again, you have all the musicians. If they're not playing, they're going along to. To, to watch the other bands are there. It's a bit like the CPGBs of the of London. Yeah, and the same with going back to Joy Division and Hacienda and the Factory yeah, Records all that as well. That was just, yeah, very similar in Manchester, yeah. yeah. And there, there was less touring abroad in those days, so they, they tended to tour... As far as most, a transit could take them. Most towns, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm forever being reminded where I live in Luton. Uh, not oh. Luton, but... A uh, place called Dunstable, which is kind of Dunstable, Luton merged really. Yeah. And, you know, at Dunstable Queen's Hall, the world has played there. David Bowie, yeah. Genesis, you name it, they've all played there. And they probably, they probably the previous night, they would have played um, um, Friars in Aylesbury, you know, that, which, yeah. is not, which is not very far away. Torquay Town Hall. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. you know, it's um, that's what bands did. So, um, yeah. But um, yes, it's amazing how now, you know, people will quite happily do without the cover. They'll do without holding anything. They'll just stream it. Yeah. And uh, and and that's good enough for them. They're missing out in so many big, so many many ways. Well, that's that's why I think vinyl is making a resurgence. I think it's why it's kind of coming, it's, it's on, on vogue again, because people yeah. want something visual. Um, yeah. 
we're, we're done away with yeah we're done absolutely we're done away with mtv we're, we watch too much tv and we all need to get back to you know holding things touching things and yeah. an album cover like a, a record of vinyl is just um god you can do so much with it you know having a gatefold and uh yeah. even inside it's yeah. uh you know the sleeve you can do so much and you can see so much better as well instead of at our age squinting our eyes <laughs> trying to look at a cd <laughs> I do, with CDs, a magnifying know, glass with yeah. cds i mean they 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 did their best with this new technology. Um, I mean, you can't knock CDs in terms of no. uh, the portability uh, and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, the sound quality. The fidelity. Uh, I think you know, I, I, I read that it was either on this day or this week in 1983, CDs first came out. It's probably about right. And, and within 10 years, so before 1993, that they outstripped um, yeah. tape, and then within 10 years of that, it was all um, digital. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Because um, I I remember going in and first CD I ever heard was Sailing by Wood Stewart. That was in a uh, in a, a hi-fi store, and then um, I bought my first CD player in '85. Yeah. Never looked back. Yeah, oh, that was great. I mean, you could spread jam on it. That's what they told you. They told yeah, you you could I'm spread jam on it and 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 fired across a room, and it it would be fine. How wrong they were! Yeah. I tried the jam. I tried firing it across the floor. <laughs> they never they never mentioned CD rot, did they? At that stage, <laughs> no. It's happened to a lot of my quite a few of my CDs, and some of them quite quite close to my heart can never oh, be replaced no. yeah. well what will happen anyway, no, what will happen eventually is though just not to labor the point they'll re-release cds just just like they, they re-release tapes they're re-releasing cassettes now yeah. there, there is a rumor oh, they're true. on the way back yeah, yeah. they take up less space oh, i've never stopped buying cds it's like i've never stopped buying vinyl it's just yeah. that they stopped making vinyl, so you couldn't buy new albums on vinyl. Yeah. Anyway, let's have been late nineties. Anyway, moving on, uh, uh, and but also going back to nineteen eighty-two. So my albums have only they only cover four years. <laughs> um, probably shows a bit where I am in my head, I suppose. But um, again, it's a it's a great cover. Um, I probably hit. Regular listeners will know me talking about this band as my favourite band. Uh, but this cover has stuck with me ever since I first saw it, which was, I saw it like there. Uh, I went to see this band on the 12th of September 1982, and this album was released on the following Monday. Albums came out on a Monday back then. And when I went to see this band at the Lyceum, they had this massive display. Uh, of the album cover and I thought oh my word that is absolutely wonderful I've never seen it I'd seen this obviously they had some singles out before which were in a similar vein and they were on 12 inch single uh, but this was this was something else it's like a marbly cover it's got almost for me like um, like 
gothic kind of um, typography on it. The front does not contain a picture of the band or anything. It does mention the band's name in a lovely purple colour. It's got gold on there. And there's uh, a cross um, with like a like a purple cross, morph cross, and within the top of the cross is like a bright, shining light a beacon, and within that is a heart, a red heart with a flame, and within that is a book. And all those little things are part of the, the singles, which were a forerunner to, to this album. And the album that I'm uh, going to show you um, is by Simple Minds, and it's called New Gold Dream. And it's just, uh, for me, I'm, I, I've never stopped looking at it. And um, it's just uh, just lovely colours for me. And it, it just, just for, again, it, you say, you know, you, for me, it just, it, what's the word? Evocative. Resonate. Evocative of... Oh. <laughs> Of, evocative of how the music sounds to me so i can't have one without the other uh for me the music goes with the album with the cover the cover goes with the music and um so on the back you've got some pictures of the band there um fortunately the titles are in a little bit the album yeah the record titles there in in silk in gold um but yeah fantastic album uh cover and um, stick with me to the grave my favorite album ever it's never been never been beaten yet um in certain countries because of the cross um in european countries uh it, it wasn't acceptable to have a cross because um of their and in yugoslavia there's a variation of the cover that doesn't have the cross. Wow! So you've got the cross there yep. on on most out most covers. In Yugoslavia, no. <laughs> uh, some people tell me why that is um, to do with the um, I guess the, um, the different religions in the country. The religion, religion there, yeah, they're not allowed to have it. Uh, so this is uh, on the Yugo. Yugotron label. Again, it's uh, some lovely colours. Now, I have been. Uh, I've got. Kind of like this album. Uh, and I like the cover. So I've bought it numerous times. Helen is just showing us. Country. I don't know. Six different versions. A, a, do a dozen album. different versions of uh, Yugotron. This is, this is Alan's porn collection. <laughs> that was not so good. That one um, there is uh that's uh that's an Italian one, that one. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can see the colours are not so yeah. good. Um Yeah, I think I said to you last time like, you can't read you can't read the song titles on the back of my version. No. Mm -hmm. But that's um good. yeah, well, I picked this one up. Uh this is complete again diff very different. Yeah. Uh, this is your uh, the cover that came from. See, I, uh, 
I think I think the reason why it may have been offensive in the likes of Yugoslavia um, is because the the heart in the middle and the fact <laughs> that it's kind of shining out may depict anyway in, in the Catholic religion the Sacred Heart, which well, is it... very which is very sacred, yeah. as well as that as what uh, David mentioned uh, the you know the different religions like I remember being in Sarajevo and it is a distinct um, you know it's it's a it's very much a a fusion of Islam and, and Christianity, particularly oh, right. Catholicism. So they may have taken umbrage with that, because yeah. um, that, that that does look like the Sacred Heart in the middle of a crucifix, which on the front of an album cover doesn't go down too well in some places. Very expensive, I suppose. Uh, yeah, this. Yeah, it's almost blasphemous. Yeah. 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 This is um, quite a recent one. This is Zimbabwe. Uh, uh, <laughs> You know, there are 198 nations or something in the, the yeah. UN, and Alan's got a Simple Minds, You Old Dream <laughs> album for every single one of them. Yeah. He's, he's after a new he's, listener from Zimbabwe. But I love the, the different, the variation in the colour. Yeah, I'm sure, the, very... I'm sure the listeners do as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and this is my favourite one. Oh, I know. Where's this? Botswana. Ah, he's got a signed one. Look at he's that. Signed by the band. Yeah, that'll yeah. be Scotland. That's awesome. Yeah. Lovely. Uh, but I haven't got the, the... It's a holy grail for me. There's, there's one copy in the world which is on red vinyl. And Martin Popatel, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one Brilliant. copy on red vinyl. Very good. I think I think we covered this album, didn't we, last week or the week before? Yeah, we yeah. Did it recently, yeah. 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 But, um, the listeners won't remember that, Mark. <laughs> Not off the drinking your cider. Brilliant. Great yeah, I'm, on the, I'm on the Heineken Nord Descent tonight. Well, lessons learned. Over to you, David. Yep. Over okay. to Darren. No, David, don't mind. Um, yeah, yeah. You've got to come up with your fourth one next in a moment. So uh, yeah, I've got it. It's all in the bag. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to before you start, I just yeah. want to sorry, um, shout out to the designer Malcolm Garrett of uh, Assorted Images. Oh, no, and um, you know he he he's done quite a number of great covers, um, in particular for bands like um, the Buzzcocks. Uh, sorry, David. No, 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 oh. that's good. I would be remiss not to give him a shout out. Yeah. Um, so this evening, got a bit worried when Mark joined us. He had a nice blue T-shirt um, <laughs> with a motorway sign, which is uh, of the Kraftwerk Autobahn album. Uh, as indeed. I thought it was an Atari T-shirt. <laughs> no, it's Kraftwerk. If you saw it Autobahn. all the way down. Yeah. That'd be good because I've chosen Craftworks Autobahn. Brilliant. Right. But not good that choice. brilliant. No, but not that version. The original version. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So this came out in seventy four. Um the original version, which was released in Germany and in France, was very un craftwork like. And they did flip it then to go with the the cover that everyone would be familiar with. Um, before that, they did. Uh, I'm going to show a picture now, so I'm going to mm, try and describe it. Ah, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, excellent. 
So instead of having the sort of modern art version, uh, the, the there's a painting on this original version, which is drawn from a perspective on a car being driven along on an autobahn. Um, you're driving through, you can see green mountains in, in the background. Um, there's sun coming through trees. Um, on the original artwork, you've actually got, you can see the um, the dashboard of the car and on the dashboard there's a photo of the four band members on it but also interestingly here you see there's two cars one in front um, going on the same way and uh, one coming towards them and you've got the spectrum there of the uh, VW in one lane sort of the the lower end of the market and the Mercedes the top end of the market coming towards you so again the more you look into these things the more that you see um, for me having lived next to Germany where we used to live in in Strasbourg our nearest neighbours out of our back window were in Germany over the Rhine and we used to go over quite a lot but in fact the image reminds me more of driving on the motorways through Switzerland because of the mm. uh, the peaks that you have on there uh, great album so the actual style is kind of evokes a little bit of um, uh, David Hockney probably and but the style of the cars they've also been sort of given a bit of a retro feel about them so very simply that would be my fourth choice again I, I wouldn't wouldn't be unhappy if I came across this in an art gallery and could just yeah. stare at it and enjoy it I think you've I think you've top trumped everybody tonight um you've you've gone one more uh okay. your last one was great that one's fantastic and that's the actual that's the original that original. was the that's that, the original that's the one that first came out in in yeah. Germany when it and came then they out. had then the equivalent went. of my t-shirt yeah then i went. think that's the people that's the people on there that got nicked from abbey road i think oh man you're yeah, right I'll say, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know what and i'm looking yeah. at it there's not even a real there's not even a number plate at the back that's no, missing next and then the car was next Shit. yeah bloody is sorted <laughs> it was ralph it was <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Well, when you say the number plate was next, that's that's interesting. There's no there's no number plate on that. No, no, Is there, no. It could it's, well be. Could like CCTV. Yeah. It could well be. Yeah, anyway, you Mark, oh, you Lord. you can round you can round everything off now right. with your final okay. choice. Well, okay, I did I did talk about them earlier, and it'll be no surprise. So I I thought I'd throw throw a few um, curveballs in with the dead Kennedys and smashing pumpkins but this this is a uh yeah this is this is this is one of my top three bands of all time i really swithered between um the third album led zep3 which is actually when you have it in your hand it's yeah. it's great it's 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 got this kind of That's... thing you can twist around within the the sleeve and it changes the front cover it's hard to describe uh, but the one i went for is more than anything else, because I've got fond memories of actually going to the place where the photograph was taken of the front album. Uh, I think I, I think I gave you the story, didn't I? You did on your Hollywood One Hundred, I think. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. this absolutely stone guy um, taking my camera and taking a photo of me on the steps. It's Led Zeppelin physical graffiti, so um, <laughs> it's just I, I love it. Once again, the same the guy who designed. Um, the Led Zeppelin 3 album was uh, the chap behind this very album as well. 
and you, you know you can take the inside of it out and you can change the um the, the front cover the images of yeah. it the images of of the cover as well so um if you're feeling a bit bored with it saying physical graffiti <laughs> um you can you can take it out and it has photos of uh lee harvey oswald and they're all looking out the window so yeah. they're all looking out the window of this you know this these tenement um buildings uh on the lower east side of new york it's a bit like a scene from friends and you've got you've got uh, oswald neil armstrong elizabeth taylor as cleopatra king kong uh, the Virgin Mary, Judy Garland, uh, when she was in The Wizard of Oz, uh, their their very infamous manager Peter Grant, Charles Atlas is in there, um, Queen Elizabeth II is in there, Laurel and Hardy, and you you just have to on on a, on a first look you just you just look at it and you think, oh it's it's just like a tenement building you're looking at it but once you once you get it, and the reason why I, I've chosen this is because you don't get it on a CD and you don't get it on a tape. You can only experience this by yeah. buying the vinyl, and that's the joy of of buying a record, is that um, you you have all these inner sleeves that you can take out and put back in. Can't say anything more other than <laughs> the the album itself is one of my favourites, uh, with great oh, songs nice like one. Trampled Underfoot, yeah, Cashmere. Uh, my favourite tune on is is uh, Ten Years Gone. Ten years gone is epic, absolutely Alan, epic. Alan, what's what's that? Alan, you're talent. Alan's, well, Alan, Alan's... <laughs> Alan's in sixth of the buildings. Yeah, and uh, and what they did to to make the album square, uh, because it was five stories, and to make everything symmetrical, they they blacked out one of the one of the levels. In fact, I've so got you use... yeah, I've got, I, yep. on, I, I put a question out on Twitter and again got loads of responses and one of the guys responded um to show the flat that one of the flats he used to live in was in that block but you can That's actually brilliant. you can actually see there's like the um the basement version so you've got the the five floors but there's another one underneath that you wouldn't see otherwise yeah and and you see what that sign is yeah that you're showing for the, for those of us yeah. in black and white i the story goes that i asked this guy totally stoned I said, do you know roughly where they took the photograph? <laughs> he rang up his pal, and then I walked across the road, handed him my little camera, my you know, pocket camera, and said, can you take a photo of me sitting on the steps? And uh, as I went over the road, there was a basement shop oh. full of, you know, uh, dream catchers, yep. you know, uh, hippie stuff, and the name of the shop was Physical Graffiti. So I'd obviously uh -huh. find the right place. Really, yeah. and, and I think more than anything, Zeppelin had some, just like Floyd and, and, and uh, some of the other bands we've mentioned, they put a lot of effort into the, the album covers. Or the new guys, like in this case, I think it was Zachron, you called him, um, who did the Led Zeppelin 3. They got, got him involved and they knew that to sell out, because bearing in mind, Zeppelin never released or very rarely released singles in the UK. They only released albums. Whereas in the States, I believe the oh. single sold. Oh. So um, the al album artwork was, was a big, big thing for them. 
probably my favourite album that's been shared today. Out of the sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, really nice. Wow. Oh, no. not my version. Uh, I've got actually got cuttings in there from the seventh of December, nineteen seventy-four. Yeah. Uh, the NME review. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. I was going to say. One. There's another oh, one here from another newspaper. I don't. I guess that's um, maybe uh, mirror. Can, can, can I tell you one more thing about the um, the shop physical graffiti? Go for it. Um, you can buy a T-shirt, and they know that people want to take a photo or a selfie when they're there. Right. <laughs> I didn't know this existed until I did a wee bit of digging on the album cover, and you can get a T-shirt says, "And now you can go the fuck home." <laughs> so next time I'm there, I'm gonna go Lower East Side to St Mark's Place, and um, I don't think I'll wear it out. I think I'll wear it around the house. But uh, yeah, now you can go the fuck home. They must have so many Brilliant. people. But it was it, it, the street was completely quiet that day. I picked a, a great day, and it was it was uh, two days after St Patrick's Day, so March the nineteenth. And the the play, it was a beautiful spring day, and um, yeah, if if anyone out there doesn't have this in their collection, on record on vinyl, go get it because it's so much fun to have. Absolutely, yeah, I've been playing with it for ages. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's tactile. We said tactile, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. I say this this is not my cop my original copy. I. I was you see the... it by, by a guy called uh, a guy called Tom Moran. Yeah, um, and you notice, um, sorry, you notice that Icarus, representative of the right. Swan Song label, that was their first album uh, to to go on to go from. They went from Atlantic, from Led Zeppelin one three to four to uh, Physical Graffiti, and they they changed to the Swan Song label, which yeah. is that iconic. Icarus, yeah, on on the uh, on the labels. That That's me. Great. That's great. Um, yeah. Thank you, guys. Before we close, I just suddenly clicked. We've created our own podcast palindrome today. This is episode three of season three, and today's date is the third of March. Dear, oh, well, weird. Yeah, that's weird. And it's 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 also the third third worst we've ever done. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, talking about things clicking, I can't believe I had two albums on my shortlist by Pink Floyd, yeah. legendary album covers, and none of us selected one. Would what animals be? Uh, would animals be one? Hmm? Uh, it, uh, yeah. Well, I was no, thinking Dark be, Side of the Moon. And wish, and, wish uh, you were here. Wish you were wish here. You were yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. It was our favourites. Well, no, well, it, was, it didn't have uh, to be. Yeah, I didn't really do favourites. No, I, I, I didn't. Yeah, I stuck by the rules. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't. I didn't listen properly. I don't think I said favourite. With, with the exception of... Um, You'd have failed. With, yeah. With, yeah. I'd, I'd say with the exception of physical graffiti, I'd say the other three were just not necessarily, you know, this, um, favourite albums. They're best to look at. So, Alan, this might be your favourite art cover as opposed to your favourite album. Yeah, favorite cover. Yeah, should we do it all again? You ended up showing us. Should we just record it? <laughs> should we just start all over again? 
I think we're going to have to because some people haven't read the rules. <laughs> That's why you ended up showing us. That's why you ended up showing us 198 versions of our favourite album covers. That's with the words. Yeah, your favourite album covers. No, yeah, it's the album covers today, not the album. For, for the listeners, Alan's gone bright red. He's banging his head against his desk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, 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 you know, do you know what I'm thinking? With all these albums that Alan professes to have, I think he's only got three in his collection, and one of them is Simple Minds. <laughs> And he's got 183 versions. 100, yeah. One for each country. I think I've got more than three. Yeah, he's got a Maybe few. Maybe five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> five. Nice. Yeah, well, they're going to get us in the trade descriptions after this. It's not our favourite albums. <laughs> covers. Any, any that you... There was one other one that I really liked, um, Sweet Off the Record. Have you seen that one? Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, um, like, it's, it's like a, the, the, the needle going down. Okay, there we the, go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got like syrupy or yeah. Yeah. or something like that. Yeah, love that. Love that one. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a load of the yeah. Hypnosis ones. Hypnosis could have done so many of theirs. The, 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 yeah. The that, that wasn't my favourite one. That's, that's why I didn't choose that one. <laughs> or the yes stuff, all of the or an OCB, so the the Rodney Matthews. Yeah. Who's the one who did? Um, and... I, I love I love this one. Why probably because of probably because I admire the female form. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, it was out of the cars. The yeah. Cars Candy O. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a great cover. Uh, the Cars Candy O. It's very, very risky. And the what do you, do you remember the Jimi Hendrix one? Oh, the Electric. Uh, electric Ladyland. Yeah. 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 That was uh, the inner though, wasn't it? The inner kind of poster. The inner, yeah, all these uh, beautiful naked ladies of all shapes and sizes. Um, yeah. yeah, like small, little, large. And uh, um, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. You could, you know, also, you know the way uh, you talk about you talk about looking at an album and saying, "Oh, I find something different." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every time we you look do, at that we one, we could do another show about the ones we didn't put in, couldn't we? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Maybe just the favorite <laughs> covers, as opposed to the favorite albums. Yeah. 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 yeah like we did, um, and Alan <laughs> seemed to miss the. the uh... Back to the rules. Uh huh. <laughs> right. Alan, you want to say one last thing? I think listeners down. So Alan misses the remit. I don't think Alan wants to say anything else, David. I think he's done enough. No, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to look at this. There's a super tramp one, which is worth looking at. Yeah, in indelible. Indelible. Indelible ink or something like that. What do you call yeah. the Beastie Boys one where the plane is crashing under the wall? Yeah, that's, I nearly went with that one. License Kamikaze. Licensed to Ill, is it? Yeah, I think so, is not it? That's very impressive. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure that came out pre... Yeah, pre-September 11th. Indelibly stamped is what the one you're looking for. That's the one I'm looking for. Yeah. How would they get away with that? Mark. How would they get away with that? Mark's not even looking. Mark's not looking. Oh, good lord! Is, uh, but is, is 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 that a man with a mood problem, or is that a lady who 
Does it? Does it matter? Like a man, but has, if you enjoy it, it does doesn't it matter. matter. Absolutely doesn't matter. As long... <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> I'll say the more. Okay. Well, I think we're going to well, they, 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 they say that. Yeah, they do say that sex sells, and I, I think a lot of these bands, I think Roxy Music in particular, I did. Roxy Music just uh, they went down that route, didn't they? They combined been a lot yeah. of cover-ups. There's been a lot of cover-ups over the years. My my mother never liked Brian Ferry, and having done a bit of research this week, Roxy Music, bunch of pervs, but in a you know in a in a in an artistic way. <laughs> Yeah, they, they knew how to sell an album uh, with their cover, definitely. They did all about the image. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Okay, guys, that's a wrap. Yeah. Until the next Brilliant. one. It was great going through our favourite album covers. <laughs> yeah, I think we all enjoyed that, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone. Bye, guys. See you again soon. Take care. Yeah. Yeah. Catch you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.